Hello, mama. I hope your day is just glorious. I have my little Toby on my lap. If you hear some strange noises, it's probably not me. <laughs> just so you know, we're making it work today. Of course, the nap went short, but hey, I am so very excited for today's episode. This is one I've been telling you about for a minute that I found this amazing, incredible resource for you if you need to up your parenting game, which honestly, I think all of us can do uh, unless, I don't even know, I don't think there is an unless. I think all of us can up our parenting games. And so you're gonna want to take notes on this, make sure you have a pen and a paper out, and then you're gonna wanna go consume the rest of their content. So this is Crazy Cool Family. Don and Suzanne Manning, they have seven kids. They've been parenting for over 30 years and they understand biblical parenting in a way that I just haven't heard, especially I haven't heard it unpacked in such a way that is so easily applicable. need some parenting help right now. Um, But they truly just, they get it. They have so many uh, applicable points. So I I hope that you'll just lean into today's episode. Get excited for how God might want to speak to you. I know I was beyond blessed by this interview. Um, I know I've been consuming their content and it was so great to be able to ask my questions for them in this interview. And so I asked the questions that I genuinely had on my heart, like, how do I do this? What do I need to do? What about this? And so I hope that you can relate to some of my struggles and that you can apply it to your own parenting. And so I really encourage you, yeah, take notes and then make sure that you go and check out the rest of their resources. Uh, You can find out more about the resources. They have a book, they have a podcast, they have Basecamp, which is a membership community that is free. And it literally has so much amazing content. Like I, I, I just can't, I can't go on enough about it, <laughs> like nerding out over them because they're just so incredible. Um, they also have a, a free Facebook community, like everything that you need to know. And they're so hungry and eager to help you. Like they, they want to make sure that you are able to walk through this process and become the family that God has for you to be. And I think this like this could not be more important in our day and age is to become these kind of families. So don't neglect this. Like if, if you're an avid Morning Mama podcast listener, my encouragement to you is to stop for a season and to go and dive into base camp, boot camp, base camp. That's what it's called. <laughs> because I can, I can encourage you and you know, maybe if you can do both, that's great. But ultimately I can't equip you in the full way that they can, because they've been there through all the ages, through all the things. And they, they know they can look back and see, what did we do? Well, what did we not do well? And I I just think they have a gift that you need. And so take this really seriously. Like I genuinely just want, I want this for you. It's, it's so good. So go to crazycoolfamily.com. You can find out all of the information about all the resources there. And um, yeah, just get ready to be changed and get excited because here they are. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mamas, as I already told you, I am beyond excited to introduce you to the founders of the Crazy Cool family, Don and Suzanne. And um, as I've been bragging about them on my previous podcast, I found their resource um, really felt like through a God thing, and it's really blessed my life. I know it's going to bless yours. I want every single one of you to go and dive into it. And I'm so honored to have them here with us today. So Don and Suzanne, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, I think every mama needs, every family needs you guys. So, so grateful. Um, if you just want to start by telling us who you are and how you got into this kind of adventure. Well, seven kids got us into this adventure <laughs> <Yeah>. first. <laughs> No, so we, uh, you know, quick story. So Don and Suzanne, we have seven kids, ages, guys. ages 33 to 17, four girls, and then three boys. Suzanne says if we'd have had boys first, we wouldn't have seven kids. We had three boys. <laughs> <laughs> just a different little beast. That's all. Nothing wrong. It's different. I'm yeah, with you. So really, as we started to research how, you know, when we had a lot of kids, we said, hey, we got to figure this out. And, you know, one of the things I remember seeing is, Hey, we only get one chance at this, you know, and, and if I, if I, and I saw that if I was not my best, my kids were in a, if, if we were not our best then our kids wouldn't be their best. Yeah. And so, so what do we need to do to get to my best as soon as possible? And uh, so we started doing a lot of homework and then we found some things that started to work through relationships and culture and less of control and fear. And so one day we just started to write it down. I felt like we felt like the Lord said, we felt like the Lord said, look, I'm giving you the gift of family. Yeah, write down what you've learned so you can pass it along to others. And it's wow. not so, you know, you've talked about shepherding a child's heart. But we, we feel like we just kind of pulled one, one day. God just said, hey, write it down so that we can summarize and make it easier for people to, to have a guidebook. And that's kind of what we've done over the last 10 or 15 years is just tried to make that happen. It's turned into a book, turned into a membership site, turned into a podcast, and we just keep going. So incredible. Yeah, I was just going to add to that, that we just to sum that up, we just felt like that we we have this amazing family. We have these seven kids and they they love us. They love each other. They love Jesus. And as we looked at it, we thought, Lord, thank you. They thank you. This is from you. This is not from our hand. This is from you. And God said a gift. And what do you do with the gift? But you give it away. So I want you to use all your experiences, your 30 years of parenting, all the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things you've learned along the way. I want you to be authentic and real. And I want you to share it with as many people that will listen. And so we're just grateful for you and for your audience. Hey, mama's out there. We love you. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I I just think we all need this more because I know when I started out as a parent, like I didn't really have a lot of people, you know, really pointing me towards what I should be learning about. Um, and I know I kind of fell into like culture's ideas of what parenting should look like. And there's just a lot of ideas and thoughts out there. And so, um, I, 
you know, over the years have kind of moved in different directions and God kind of convicted me at one point and I really transitioned a lot in my parenting and shepherding a child's heart was a, a crucial part of that. Um, but I'm just, I know we all need this. Like, I think a, a lot of people try and do it from scratch and they're just like, oh, I'll figure out what this is. Or they listen to culture or, you know, someone else that maybe doesn't know what they're talking about. And so I just love that. Yeah. You guys are here as a resource. I'm just very, very grateful. Or even from our own parents. I know a lot of the things that I mean, I took the the good from my mom, but also the not good from my yeah. mom. And I have to reset that and say, wait a minute, that's not the kind of mom I want to be. And this is the kind of mom I want to be. Well, it was one of the it was one of the reasons we formed Base Camp and Crazy Cool Family was because I have had mentors my whole life, uh, men that helped me, you know, navigate life. And you know, somebody told us one time, you know, when you learn from others' mistakes, they're not nearly as costly. Yeah. And so, um, and and so we sat down and said, okay, that's kind of how we, we even did Base Camp. We said, what if we were to just sit across from from another couple at a coffee shop? And we're able to download what we've learned and let them uniquely apply it into their situation. Even our base camp videos are, are designed like that. It's just designed that we're sitting across the table from you and saying, okay, Brittany, let's talk about how you do family. And, and that's what we want to do is just to impart that wisdom because um, we have learned some things and we've learned some things that worked. We've made a lot of mistakes. And but yet I think that God just is when you're pointing your when you're going in the right direction, I think God is not concerned with your perfection at all. He's much more concerned with your heart and the heart of your children. And so we try to embody that in our crazy girl family, um, you know, our courses and things and our podcasts. So great. Yeah. So many amazing resources. It's overwhelming in the best sense. I'm like, I want it all right now. <laughs> it's a drip. Yeah. It is a drip along the way. Great. That's great. Um, yeah. I know I've already kind of dove into resources a little bit, just dip my toe. Cause again, there's, there's so many, um, but I was really inspired by one of the videos that God kind of used to convict me and just kind of open my eyes to something in parenting that I, I, I think I inadvertently stepped into. And that's kind of some of that control. Now I, in my personality can kind of be a controlling person at times. Like I I can, uh, uh, I struggle with perfectionism at times. And I think it had slipped into my parenting unknowing. And I was trying to like be strict and trying to make sure I addressed each moment of sin and trying to teach, but I was doing too much of it. And so one of your videos talked about how if we don't give our kids enough uh, kind of freedom and space to learn, it can actually create rebellion in them. And I just was, my eyes were open to that because I had been dealing with my four-year-old and some rebellion. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? I'm trying to like get to his heart. I'm trying to follow these steps. I'm trying to like be present and teach him about God and all these things. And in that video was like, so eye-opening of like, oh my goodness, I think I'm overdoing it. And so, you know, I want to dip go into a little bit of practicals because I know every mama listening can benefit from this and I get some free coaching along the way. So why not? (laughs) Um, but what is, what does that look like to kind of, um, just tread this, this fine line of, um, addressing sin, like making sure we're not just overlooking things, but also not being over controlling and not allowing our kids that space to learn. Yeah. What would you say to that? Well, the first thing I would say is to look at it kind of big picture in that our whole goal as a parent is to teach independence. And so that's what we want. And so as that newborn baby comes out, they're fully dependent. 
but then they start to, you know, sit up and then they walk, they feed themselves, they're potty trained. I mean, all the different things along the way. And I think a lot of the times as parents, we start clamping down on the behavior part instead of teaching even independence in that self-control in that. And so if we look at it from a, from a, standpoint of, oh, I want my child to choose the right thing to do instead of me constantly telling them the right thing to do. Then the first thing you do is you let them mess up because we learn from our mistakes way more than we learn from doing it right. And so a lot of times as parents, I think we come in it with, come at it with, my kid can't mess up. And if they mess up, I've got to correct them. I've got to redirect them and get them back in line. When reality is what if we said, oh, I hope my kid messes up today. I hope my kid makes mistakes today. I hope my kid makes the biggest, I hope. And instead of saying, so I can discipline them, it's like, so I can come along beside them and disciple them and teach them that have the self-control and the choices that they're making. Like, for example, with our grandbabies, you know, if I were to put a bowl of watermelon in front of them, there's four, we have two four-year-old little boys. Um, they would eat the whole thing. I mean, they would eat the whole thing. And so we, we say, you know, how many pieces are you going to eat? 27. Okay, just know that if you eat 27 pieces of watermelon, you're going to have a bellyache. Just know you're going to have a tummy ache. And if you want to have a tummy ache, then you mean you can try it and see. You can eat the 27 pieces and, you know, they will never eat. They never get anywhere close to 27 pieces, but they eat enough to where they do have a tummy ache. And so then they, okay, now I know when mom says I'm going to have a tummy ache, she's experienced it before. Therefore, I can believe her when she says, don't eat too much of that because that's going to give you a tummy ache. Or do you think that's going to give you a tummy ache? And I think, I think then those consequences are we, you make age appropriate consequences you can deal with. You know, for example, let's say you have a seven or eight year old and you say, hey, we're going to learn how to take out the trash. Yeah. You know, so instead of doing it all for them and, and lecturing them on what they're doing, you kind of let them experiment with it. Well, maybe the trash falls one time or maybe some trash falls out. OK, we just get in there and help them pick it up. And then they see, oh, well, this didn't work, but this did. And they start to learn. And then they build. it also builds confidence in them that you're going that you're helping them. They, you know, that, hey, wow. And then you can praise them. Wow. You took out the trash all by yourself. That's such a big boy job. I mean, you know, and so you wind up. It's just a different mindset than the than the control and fear that tends to be the natural norm for a lot of a lot of Christian parents in particular. In wanting to do the right thing, we actually wind up damaging the relationship with our children sometimes. Yeah, that I love all of that so much. Um, both sides of it, both in what Don you were saying about kind of letting them mess mess up, like try tasks and mess up. I've been reading another book about that right, lately, and it it is so incredible to watch my kids kind of try that. And I know I can over teach. I'm like, okay, here's what you do. You grab it this way. You get, make sure you don't do that. Oh, watch how it's about to spill. You know, like it's so easy to fall into that trap. And so I love, I love that example. And then um, Suzanne, I just like, you set me free when you said like, let's hope our kids mess up today. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am going to like get a tattoo of that on my arm. Like that is so helpful. Um, just a magnet for the fridge. You don't have to you know. There's going to be a lot of tattoos along the way. If you tattoo every piece, I mean, developmentally so many. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I, I, I talk about that in different ways of like, like see this as an opportunity to work through an issue or address sin in your own, in your own life. I talk about that yeah. with mamas, like seeing things in a different way, but I don't think I've ever looked at that with my kids because 
you know, honestly, sometimes I too, I get too much of my identity wrapped up in them and they, I feel like they're a reflection of me. And it's like, if yeah. you're not perfect, that means I'm not perfect, which I know none of us are capable of that, but it's so easy to use their behavior as evidence of how I'm doing as a mom. And so, and so if I was writing, if I was reading that, I would highlight it and I would bold it and I would circle it and I would put arrows on it. You, you, you're onto something. And so mamas, did you hear what Brittany said? So powerful. We get our identity from our kids. Therefore their behavior is a reflection of us. And if we can break that and realize, no, 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 they're their own little person. They're, le they're learning their own little things. And my goal is to come along beside them and coach them and help them, but not to mirror them and not to um, take basically any worth from them because there's going to be days they're going to say, I hate you, mom. And then in the next minute, they're going to say, I love you, mom. I mean, and so it's just if we can just view them as just like a gift from the Lord that we get to grow up with. And literally, that's what we're doing. We're growing up with them as we have revelation about ourselves. And so I love it that you said that. And it's, it's moms, if we can identify that, that this behavior is triggering me because it brings out something in me, instead of working on your child and controlling them, focus back on yourself. What does this say? What does this mean? Why do I feel this way? How do I attract? How do I attack this and fix this and repair this in me? So good. Yeah. My word for that is embarrassment. Yeah. You know, that we get embarrassed by our kids. And when you feel embarrassment, it is from the enemy. And so because God's not embarrassed, he doesn't get embarrassed when we when we mess up. He says he has a throne of grace. You know, Hebrews 4.16, I think it says, you know, that approach the throne of grace with confidence that you may find help in your time of need. I mean, so if we are embarrassed, we, we react because we're embarrassed by our kids' actions because we think it's a reflection on us. And, and God says, hey, I'm, I'm not in that. Why, why do you care about embarrassment if I don't? So good. Uh, and it's so many, you know, parents that have been there, done that, no judgments coming from them whatsoever. If anything, it's sympathy, like, oh, I've been there, I've done that. Parents that haven't done it yet, there's all the judgment, but it will come flooding back to them when their child acts <laughs> that way. And they'll be like, why did I ever think that? And so we're in a safe place as parents. And just, and so I just give you permission, moms, when your child does something and embarrass and you feel embarrassment, use that as a red flag. And you can say to whatever adults there if you need to, I'm sorry, we're working on that. Or, you know, this too shall pass, or this is, this is the, this is the thing that the, me and the Lord are working on right now. Just allowing the child to be and not worrying about pleasing or performing for others. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm taking notes over here, mostly for myself, <laughs> <laughs> somewhat for the conversation, but this is, yeah, so, so good. I'm so grateful for your guys' perspective and just the reminders of like, these underlying things where we get it wrong, like these mindsets that are going on in us as parents that we're not always aware of. Um, but when we stop and kind of dig deeper and reflect, we can, we can find these and realize that that is like the root of everything that's kind of going wrong in that, that parent child relationship. So well, and then, I mean, sometimes parents will say to us then, Oh, I have to lower my standards. And, and, and I say, Nope. Uh, my standards for my kids, I promise you, are as higher, higher than yours. Hmm. Just a different way to get there. And we're going to get there by helping them become independent. We're going to get them by connecting into their hearts. We're going to get them by, we're going to get to them by the goal not being to control the outside behavior, but let's get to the core beliefs so that let's, let's get to their identity. Because if we're helping them, let's say 
let's say I'm helping them with that trash situation. Okay. I'm not just helping them figure out how to do trash. I'm building identity and confidence into their lives rather than trying to make sure I love your analogy of no, 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 watch out. It might spill. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. And, 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 you know, and think about when someone talks to us like that, if we were to have a boss at work that always said, no, 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 Brittany, don't, oh, oh, Brittany, stop, stop. Wait, but you know, we would be like, shut up, just (laughs) shut up. Let me try. (laughs) And, And then, but yet we do the same thing to our kids and it, it presents the same um, uh, outcome. You know, our kids, they're, they're fearful. They don't. Do you want to create a fearful kid or do you want to create a confident kid? Yeah. OK, so we're just showing you methods to let them make mistakes, let them work through things, you know, with the ultimate goal of having confident, God loving, identity filled kids that starts with you. I mean, the first thing your child sees in God is you. Yeah. And so they're going to picture God as they picture you. Well, what kind of God are you becoming? Are you being to your child? Wow. You know, at four years old, what, what are they perceiving? They perceive this big person up there. And what are they perceiving as God when they interact with you on a daily basis? That's a great question. Holy moly. Talk about a convicting one. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me go back to something you said, because it really kind of struck me as I'm trying to find this tension of letting them learn, teaching them independence, letting them make mistakes, but also holding them to those high standards. Do you have specifics you can share about like, what does that look like to still hold them to those high standards? Like, um, we're still addressing each moment of sin, obviously not like spilling the trash. That's not sin, but, um, how, how does that work itself out? Yeah. And so I would, uh, as parents, because we are exhausted and we live in the moment all the time, I would get some phrases and so they're automatic. And so let's use the example of your kids throwing a fit. And so with my first three children, my third daughter, she was a fit thrower. And we literally stopped going anywhere in public for a little season because I couldn't control myself because she would throw a fit and I would throw one right back at her. You know, why are you throwing a fit? You know, and so it was so much fun. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. (laughs) It wasn't pretty for any of us. And so, but on the other side of that one, I think it was kid number four, when the revelation of the inside started coming, I'm sure we, I got it from a wise mother somewhere along the way, um, where it was when the fit is over and the fit's done and the child's needs are met and you're maybe in the middle of the fit, you scoop the kid up and hug them if that's what they need, or if they need to be a lot, whatever it is that the child needs in the moment. But after the fit, that's when the training comes in. So we're, we would say we, we, what we call the family name, we're Mannings and Mannings don't throw fits. And I would say fits are the pits. And so even as they're starting to throw a fit, hey, remember, fits are the pits. We don't throw fits. You know, you've God's given you words to use. You can use your words. Remember, I'm on your side. I want to help you. I'm going to partner with you. How, you. how can you use the word help? How can I help? And so the training would be all around the situation. So the child does something that they're not supposed to do in the moment. It's you can't parent them because the emotion is so high. But on the backside of it, that's where you pull your standards in. This is listen, you did this and that's not acceptable. We don't we don't do that in our family. We we tell the truth. We, you know, pick up after ourselves. We, I mean, whatever the thing is, and let's practice that, you know, let's practice, let's practice you not getting to have a yogurt and this time you don't throw a fit. And, you know, and so we would even practice the right behavior. And then we would go overboard. That's so good. I'm so proud of you. Yay. Good job. Good job. You didn't throw a bit about not getting yogurt. And so we would go overboard because that's what they want. They just want our, they want our attention. 
they want our positive attention, but if they're not going to get our positive attention, then they will go for the negative attention. And so if we downplay the negative attention a bunch in the situation, just it's no big deal. I'm not paying attention to you. This is just just fit. No, don't even see it, whatever. And then get on the other side of it and say, I want to value and appreciate you and you want to respect me and I'm going to respect you and I'm going to take care of you and I want you to take care of me. And so does that make sense? Yeah, I think that that a lot of times, too, that we we expect too much too soon. So, you know, I I use the example a lot of when I I was when I started parenting, I was I had never parented before and I was the youngest child. And we I started out, we were married. Our oldest child, Suzanne, brought to the marriage. So my oldest daughter was two years old. So immediately I was baptized by fire. Yeah, with a two-year-old. With a two-year-old. <laughs> Not the we, best in a child's and, and then developmental. we had three more girls, and it's like, oh, my goodness, who are these beings? I don't get them. It's me and five women, and it is just, I mean, it, it is bewildering to me as I started parenting. So many emotions. Yes, so many emotions, so little time. <laughs> and, um, but um, but I remember just, um, uh, I remember they uh, they would say shut up to each other. They would get mad and say shut up, and I would be like, don't say shut up. And they would still do it. And they did it over and over. And I'm like, okay, these kids are not very smart. I keep telling them and yet they keep doing. And yet, you know, and I I didn't understand how long it really takes to change a habit. And one day they didn't say shut up anymore. You know, I don't know when it happened, but but I kept doing it. And over time it happened. And then then they started telling each other that, hey, we don't say shut up in our house, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's rude. It hurts our feelings. And we always connect to why anytime there's a anytime there's a um, a discipline or any consequence or anything. What's the why behind it? Because the why builds the database in their own mind so that that helps them have self-control along the way. They need to be able to know what it is that's making them act that way. But so. I, and but I think that, you know, what I learned and, and I learned it then coaching sports teams and everything else, that it takes a lot longer for kids to really learn it than I think they should. And so therefore, you know, you're talking about the high standards. How do you get to the high standards? You have to coach them into it and you have to be willing to do it in the long haul. I'll give you another example. You know, years ago, we heard your kids should be best friends. And we were like, that's crazy. But um, but we felt like God put it on our hearts. Well, it literally is probably one of the hardest thing we've worked for. And it's been but we've but because we pursued it over time, we get to and then they own it over time as well. Does that make sense? It's the difference between controlling and having to tell them all the time versus coaching them into the right behavior on their own. It takes longer, but it also you get that that's where you get the high standards because then they're doing it on their own, even at three or four years old. I mean, they can do some things and they start to have behaviors they're doing on their own instead of you having to tell them all the time. That's great. That's yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And there's so much gold in all of that. Um, just a, a clarifying question. So if you know, you're talking about control versus coaching. And if you're the, the, with the shut up example, for, for example, um, you're still reminding them each time not to say shut up, but you're just not controlling and getting angry. Is that what you yeah, mean? Well, not the point about not getting angry. I mean, so often it's, is that we damage relationships because you know, I've told you a hundred times, why don't you stop saying shut up? Why can't you ever learn that? Why are you know, and we just, we're projecting to them instead of just realizing it takes a while. Hey, you know what? That's not something we do in our house. Could even be, Hey, there's consequences for this. And, right. but I'm, but I'm going to do it in this voice, not in, you know, you're an idiot voice. 
Yeah. And, and I think that makes a huge difference in, in, in helping to put standards in and getting to high standards without damaging relationships or damaging self-esteem and confidence. That's so great. So it's almost like the mindset behind how you're talking to them. There might still be the reminder, it might still be a consequence, but it's that mindset of like, okay, this is normal. Like they're going to take a while to figure this out. I'm still going to follow through with X, Y, Z, but I'm, I'm seeing this through the lens of, yeah, not, not even just believing that they're an idiot because I know that it's going to take longer for them. Well, and even putting age-appropriate tasks in front of them, let's say you're wanting to teach your child to clean their room. Well, when they're four, they may not understand all about cleaning their room, but they can, let's take all the clothes and put them in the clothes hamper, and let's take all the toys and put them in the toy bin. Okay, maybe they can do that, and maybe they, they do it, maybe it takes them a while, but over time they get to where now, I can, they can do those two things. Well, now they can move forward to other things. And you can, you know, when they're six, you can tell them to go in there. Hey, I just want the whole room clean. You know how to do this now. And you've built the steps in age appropriate fashion and, and, and really just letting them be kids. I mean, so often I think we just really have these expectations of our kids that they're going to be road scholars at eight years old. You know, what if we just let them grow up a little bit? What if we think about childhood as just a, a time to, they're going to, be adults one day let's let them be kids you know and let's do age appropriate things and not put all the pressure on them yeah so good so good oh my goodness i'm gonna listen to this later and take some more notes okay mama didn't i tell you pretty incredible stuff right and we're gonna have them on for one more episode to just bless you and just get you excited for what they have to offer so you can dive into their whole content Um, So let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for the Mannings. God, I thank you for the call on their life to change the world. Truly, I just see that as them changing the fabric of this generation as we're raising up the next generation. And God, we just pray you would expand their ministry, God. We just pray that you would just use what they say to help us change. God, help all of us just see how we can shift our parenting just a little bit so that all of our kids can fall in love with you, God, a God that is good, a God that is loving, a God that wants to be our friend, God. We just thank you for how good you are, God, and we pray that you would help us show our kids the depth of that good, God, and you would help us discipline them well, and you would help us teach them well, and God, we we need you. (laughs) So please just use this information, God, to just shape our hearts and minds as we go into parenting, God. We just praise you for this resource, God, and um, just for calling the Mannings to just love us in this way. God, you're good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.